you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, how are we doing, how are we doing, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? I know it's been a while. It's been a while since I... Anyways, how's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing great. I hope everyone's enjoying this summer. I know I am. A lot of things going on with life, with the Celtics, and last night, the NBA schedule came out for the entire season. We now know what I'm going to be doing from October to about April until the playoffs start with the Boston Celtics. And I'm going to break down the schedule for you month by month, just like I did last year. Can you believe last week, I think it was August 6th, was the very first episode of the Banner Branch podcast and 47 episodes later for episode 48. Here we are. Thank you guys for still tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the new intro. That will be the new intro for season two. And then obviously when the playoffs come around, I'll do what I did last time and kind of edit some great clips from all the Celtics games, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. But before we break down the schedule, Team USA Basketball, there are four very important pieces of the Boston Celtics going into the 2019-2020 season, and they are involved with Team USA Basketball. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and some guy named Kemba Walker. Now, all these guys got selected, probably... Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, they were added after so many all-star type players like James Harden, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. A lot of those guys dropped out and just didn't want to participate, which makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of parity in the NBA in this upcoming season, and a lot of guys need that rest. A lot of guys want to take that rest, and they dropped out because... The FIBA World Cup happens, I believe, when it, it's like August 31st to September 15th, and then literally two weeks later, training camp starts, and then a week after training camp, you're already doing preseason games, and then the Celtics' first preseason game is October 6th at TD Garden. We'll get into that in a little bit. And then literally like three weeks later, it's the regular season. So a lot of guys just want to take off as much time as possible, especially some of those guys who did a really, really deep playoff run. But Team USA Basketball, the negative so far about Team USA Basketball when it comes to Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker is the fact that Marcus Smart got hurt during a practice. He has a calf strain. Nothing serious, if you ask me. Don't play anymore. Don't try and you know put any pressure on it. Don't try and get hurt anymore. Let's call it a day. See you later. Thanks for coming out, Marcus Smart. I hope you played well. A lot of reports were out that Marcus Smart was the best player on the floor, which is crazy to me. And even Steve Kerr said that. Steve Kerr said both ends of the floor, Marcus Smart was the best player in practice, which obviously as a Boston Celtics fan, you want to hear because that just shows the improvement Marcus Smart not only had last year, but maybe even going into the summer for the upcoming season. 
So obviously, you know, they practice against each other and sure you've seen all the Instagram videos and all the Twitter videos about, oh my God, Jalen Brown tried to dunk on someone and oh my God, Jason Tatum hit five wide open threes with no one running at him, not in front of 18,000 people, et cetera, et cetera. But they did do the blue versus white scrimmage. The blue team is basically the guys who will most likely make Team USA basketball for the FIBA Cup and the white team is the players that are too young, almost like the junior squad, like uh, Darren Fox is on it, Marvin Bagley Jr., just guys who will be a part of Team USA basketball in three or four years, just not now because there are so many good players in front of them. You get what I'm trying to say? Great. So blue and white scrimmage, obviously the blue team won because those are the more all-star type players. And guess who led the team? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum led the team 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting. And one of the things we've been hearing a lot about this summer from a lot of reports is that Jason Tatum is practicing with the trainers on not taking those mid-range jumpers anymore. Grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey, that is what I'm all about. That is great news for the Boston Celtics. That is great news for the fans. And I think it's even better news for Jason Tatum I love it. If he can attack the basket more, I think there will be big things for him. A lot of people are expecting Jason Tatum to score over 20 points for the upcoming season. A lot of people think that Jason Tatum is going to be an all-star, and it all starts with stop taking those mid-range jumpers after 17 dribbles. We all knew that drove me nuts last year, and I'm sure it will drive me nuts again for the upcoming season if he does that. But yeah, he had 17 points and 6 of 8 shooting. He looked great, and I'm so happy that his sideburns, his chops, if you will, they're finally connected to his facial hand underneath his chin. So congratulations to Jason Tatum on that. Kemba Walker, he only played 16 minutes. That's fine by me. He had 14 points and 4 assists. Looked pretty good out there, if you ask me. Definitely a floor general that the Celtics need. Hashtag leadership. All right, then Jalen Brown. He played, and let's be honest, he did not play that well offensively. He only had two points. He didn't shoot the ball very well. He wasn't very aggressive, which kind of makes me scared because I think a lot of this upcoming Celtics season, and we'll get into it after Labor Day, and just a reminder, probably two weeks after Labor Day, I forget the date off the top of my head. I don't feel like looking at a calendar right now. But anyways, a couple weeks after Labor Day, week before training camp starts, I will start be doing weekly Banner Banter podcast episodes every Monday, just like I did throughout the season. And I think, and we'll talk about it, I think a lot of the pressure this season is all on Jalen Brown. I know Gordon Hayward will be better. Is he going to get back to the all-star type player? Probably not. I know Jason Tatum will be better than last year. I know Kemba Walker will be good. Can Jalen Brown really make that jump that we're all expecting him to make? That is the big big question that we all need to figure out about Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown was very impressive. His perimeter defense on some of the more athletic forwards that the white team had, I thought was great. So I'm very happy about the defense that Jalen Brown brought to the floor, but his offense is what the Celtics are going to need this season. So that's going to be very, very important. So yeah, that's really your update on Team USA Basketball. Uh, they're going to make the final roster decision, I think, the end of this week or the start of next week, which is great. Hopefully Jalen makes it and Jason and Kemba. I don't want Marcus Smart to make it. Don't get injured again. We appreciate everything you do for our country. Marcus Smart, thank you very much. Now, just a couple other updates before we get into the schedule, because I know that's what we're all dying to hear, and I don't blame you in any way, shape, or form, but sneakerheads like myself, we all want to know what players will be rocking what sneakers, and there have been some changes. There have been some updates, so I'd like to let you know. So Kemba, 
Walker, Jason Tatum, Grant Williams, and Tremont Waters will be rocking Jordan this year. Jason Tatum signed with Jordan over in Paris right around the time that Kemba Walker signed with the Celtics, and Jason Tatum thinks that their little hangout in Paris really helped Kemba Walker join the team. So Team Jordan for Tremont Water, Grant Williams, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker. Who will be wearing Adidas? Jalen Brown, he's been wearing Adidas ever since he got in the league. Romeo Langford and Carson Edwards. Great. Love it. Marcus Smart has mutual interest with Puma, and Puma has mutual interest with Marcus Smart. I'm all for that. The only thing that I'm just a little bit nervous about is just the fact that, um, how can I say this the right way? That's exactly what Terry Rozier wore last year, and we know my thoughts on Terry Rozier. So I'm just a little nervous about that. Gordon Hayward, he'll be with Anta, that company that uh, Dwayne Wade was with, Clay Thompson's with, and Gordon Hayward was just over in China promoting his new sneaker. It looks pretty cool. I don't think I'll ever buy it, but it looks pretty cool. And then Nike, it will be Cantor, Shemi, Time Lord, Pori, Tice, and Wanamaker. So nothing crazy there. And then finally, we have a jersey update. A lot of the guys, some guys like changed their jersey number. So Jason Tatum will stay at zero. Carson Edwards will be wearing number four. Kemba will be wearing number eight. Wanamaker will be number nine. Ennis Cantor will be number 11. Uh, well, it was my uh, old jersey number, by the way, number 11. And um, I want to be the reason that no one else will. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> Grant Williams changed his number, so he will be number 12, so we all can forget about Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward will stay at 20. Tice will stay at 27. Smart and Shemi will stay at their number 36 and number 37, respectively. Time Lord will be at 44. Romeo Langford will be at 45. Tremont Waters will be at 51. And Puy doesn't have a number yet, but it'll be interesting to see what he does pick as a number. All right, let's get into the schedule. As a Boston Celtics season ticket holder, this is my favorite day of the year. This isn't just a normal day for me. This is an important day for me. This is the day where I can plan my life for a really, really long time. And I'll probably say that next season too. I love schedule release day. I love diving deep. I love figuring out what game's going to sell, what time I'm going to show up to each game. You know, hey, if it's the Hawks game, I'll only show up at 5.30. But, oh, wait, the Clippers are in town. I'll show up at 4.30 for an 8 o'clock game. These are the type of things that I need to know and I need and I love it so much. So preseason schedule, four games, two at the Garden, two on the road. Super simple. October 6th, October 13th. One game against the Hornets, one game against the Cavs. Hornets game at 6 p.m., Cavs game at 3 p.m., all at TD Garden. Those will be the two home games. The two road games, October 11th and October 15th on the road, Versus the Magic and the Cavs, both games at 7 o'clock. Got it? Good. Okay, let's focus on the regular season, shall we? Because mm, I love, guys, you have no idea how much I love when all this stuff comes out. It's, it, literally, I'm so excited. I think the season's going to be great, and I know I keep repeating myself, and it's really because I just need a glass of water, and I just need a good spot where I can just pause for like two seconds. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, here we go. 
four games in October. That's where it starts. First game of the season is against Al Horford and the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. I'm very excited. 7.30 p.m. ESPN game, October 23rd. Let's go. Horford, Celtics, let's get it over and done with so we don't have to think about it any other time. The Celtics will open up their regular season homestand. Homestand is that or their regular season home schedule Friday night, October 25th against the Toronto Raptors, the defending champs at 7 p.m. Then they go on the road right away. The first night of a back-to-back, or I'm sorry, the second night of a back-to-back, their first back-to-back of the season. I'm going to break down how many back-to-backs they have and all that stuff later on. But this is crazy against the New York Knicks. So the 23rd, 76ers, 25th Raptors, 26th Knicks. Two road games, one home game to start off the season. Then they have three days off, maybe four days off. Yeah, like three days off. And then they host the Milwaukee Bucks ESPN October 30th at 7.30 p.m. So those are three very important games, three tough games in a row. I'm not including the Knicks because I don't think the Knicks will be that good this year. But the first three out of four games against possibly Three teams that could be in the top four or top five in the Eastern Conference for the upcoming season. Then we go on to the month of November. And I think the month of November could either be the worst or the second worst month for the Boston Celtics. They only have five home games. They play against the Knicks, the Mavs, the Wizards, the Kings, and the Nets. The Kyrie return game will be at TD Garden at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, November 27th, the night before Thanksgiving, a.k.a. the biggest drinking night of the year. Kyrie has never played in Cleveland except for opening night when Gordon Hayward got hurt. Remember that? Ugh, never forget. But that's the only time he's been back to Cleveland. A little scary. Not going to lie. But will Kyrie Irving play in this game? Absolutely not, and that's all we'll talk about Kyrie Irving. Now, what's crazy about that? They play on the 27th, and then Thursday, Thanksgiving, they have off. And then that Friday, the Celtics usually play Black Friday, doubleheader at TD Garden. Usually the Celtics will play first, and the Bruins, the Bruins will play first, and then the Celtics game. But the Celtics will be on the road against the Brooklyn Nets at 12 p.m. on Black Friday. Kind of sad that the tradition is gone. I bitched about it. I bitched a but it a lot last year because that's like uh, yeah, I think like the first time in like 50 or 51 years that the Celtics don't have a Black Friday game. It sucks. It really and truly does. And actually, what's pretty crazy, there will be no double headers at TD Garden this year with the Celtics and the Bruins. Also pretty sad because I usually enjoy the uh, St. Patrick's Day one. But anyways, the Celtics have two very, very in- crazy road trips on this little three-game homestand, or I'm sorry, in the month of November. That's what I should be saying. The Celtics will be having a three-game road trip against the Cavs, the Hornets, and the Kings, which is fine. But if you actually think about it, they got to fly to Cleveland, whatever, day off, fly to Charlotte for Kemba's first game back in Charlotte since he left the team. And then they got to go all the way to Sacramento. Then they have one day off, to fly all the way back, and then they play the Mavs and the Wizards at home, then have a day off, and then they go on a five-game road trip to Golden State, Sacramento, I'm sorry, the Spurs, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. That is insane. So literally, in it from November 5th to November 17th, 
The Celtics will be on the road the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. They'll only be back home probably the 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's going to suck. The Celtics' first 19 games, 12 of them are on the road. They play 19 games before December 1st, and 12 of them are on the road. That's obviously great for later on in the season, but to start the season with a new group, it's really not going to be ideal, and I promise you we're not going to pump the pedal, the gas pedal, or the uh, the hype train, if you will, if they have a good um, plane trip or road trip. Remember that? Remember they had a good plane ride all the way to Golden State, and that's why they beat Golden State, and everyone started flipping out thinking they were going to turn the corner, and it never happened. I was part of that like little pump, you know, I, I can't think of the word. I'm just so excited about the schedule. I can't even talk. So then, you know, when when you think about that five-game road trip, that five-game road trip is going to suck. They play the Warriors. They're still going to be pretty good. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, all-star. Steph Curry, all-star. Draymond Green, all-star. Sure, they won't have Klay Thompson, but they're still going to be good. The Clippers, they're good. The Nuggets, they're going to be better than they were last year, and they were the number one seed in the West. That's going to be really, really tough. But then they can come back, play the Kings, Play the Nets, go on the road, play the Nets. The month of November is going to suck for the Celtics straight up. The month of December, a little bit more fun. Eight home games, five road games. The furthest that they have to travel is to Dallas. But before that trip, they have five days off, fly back, have a day off, and then they play the Pistons and the Hornets at the Garden. Not bad. The Hornets are going to suck. The Pistons will be tough. The Pistons will be fighting for that 6, 7, and 8 seed just like they did last year. So that's pretty cool. There are some really, really great home games in the month of December. You have the Nuggets game on a Friday night, which is an ESPN game. You have the return of Al Horford at TD Garden, which will be December 12th, a Thursday night TNT game. That game, I believe, is at 8 o'clock. And then a Sunday afternoon, late December, the return of Terry Rozier and the Charlotte Hornets. Who, who doesn't love that, right? Who doesn't love the return of Terry Rozier? to boo him like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to be the only person that boos, 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 boos him. Then, after that, that booing game of Terry Rozier is Sunday, December 22nd at 6 p.m. Then, Christmas Day, 12 p.m. against the Toronto Raptors, the very first game. I don't know how I feel about it. I know they did it a few years ago when they were at Madison Square Garden when they played the Knicks in, like, those all-green jerseys with, like, the cursive Celtics writing on the on the jerseys, but I, whatever. But then it's kind of a, a, an interesting couple games after the Christmas game. They have a day off, and then they have a 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday at TD Garden against the Cavs. And then that Saturday, that Saturday, the day right after, they have another home game against the Toronto Raptors, one of their back-to-backs. And then on New Year's Eve day to end out the month of December, they fly back down to Charlotte for a 3 o'clock game against the Hornets. I would say, I know they didn't do it last year because I believe they went and played the Spurs last year. If I remember, yeah, they played the Spurs last year on New Year's Eve day. But usually, one of the cooler traditions was a New Year's Eve day matinee Celtics game at TD Garden. And it's just not going to happen. And that's fine. Now, January. I love January. Why? Because it's my birthday month. Yep, you're damn right. It's my birthday. Nine home games for the Celtics. And I think they only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven road games. So nine and seven. Not bad. Who's coming to town? The Lakers. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 730 ESPN. The Warriors. January 30th. Thursday night game at 8 o'clock. 
And then Saturday, 7 p.m., Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? They will also be playing the Hawks, the Spurs, the Bulls, and the Pistons that month. And then on January 18th, which is my birthday, the Suns and the return of Aaron Baines. I don't think Aaron Baines will be on the Suns by that time. I think he'll get bought out and go play for a contender. But if Aaron Baines is on the Suns by my birthday of January 18th, it will be the return of Aaron Baines to TD Garden. And I think that will be a really, really cool atmosphere. They are playing the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, January 22nd at 7.30 p.m., and I just want to let everyone know that I will be selling my tickets to that game. They are currently available on Ticketmaster right now because I cannot see Romeo Langford shoot two of nine from the field and then watch Brandon Clark have 15 points and 12 rebounds and the Celtics lose. I can't. I won't be able to handle it. I will lose my goddamn mind. So I will not be going to the Memphis Grizzlies game. If you are attending that game, have a nice time. Tell my buddy Johnny outside of 312 and 313, I said hello. Now, one of the things that I'm really not a fan of with the month of January is that the Celtics do have back-to-back Thursday night games on TNT against the 76ers and the Bucks. Both of those are on the road. But the worst part about them all is both of them are on the second night of a back-to-back. Ugh. The Bucks and the 76ers are going to be fighting for the one and the two seed. I just want the three seed. I think the three seed would be great. I prefer if the 76ers are the two seed because I think the Celtics could hang with them. I don't know, but I know for a fact if the Bucks played the same way that they did in that second round, whether they lost Malcolm Brogdon or not, they will they could still beat the Celtics. There's no doubt about it. But we could see. A lot could happen. Absolute lot could happen. The Celtics do have, to end the month of January, a tricky three-game road trip. They play the Magic, the Pelicans, and the Heat in a five-day stretch. The, remember, the Heat almost made the playoffs last year. The Magic are a playoff team. Not a lot of people remember that. And people need to realize that, like, oh, the Orlando Magic, that should be an easy game. No, it's not going to be. The Magic games are not easy. Remember last year? That's where a lot of the drama started, where Gordon Hayward passed the ball inbounds to Jason Tatum, but he should have passed to Kyrie, and Kyrie, like, flipped out on him, and everyone saw it on camera. Yeah, that was the Magic game. They should have won that game, but guess what? The Magic are pretty good. They're a playoff team. They're pretty legit. But all I want for my birthday, I want to go see Zion Williamson in New Orleans Sunday, 6 o'clock game on ESPN. Celtics, Zion, Pelicans, J.J. Redick on the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram on the Pelicans, Frank Jackson on the Pelicans. I just named four Duke players, and we all know I'm a Duke basketball guy. So love to go to New Orleans for that game. Now, February, February is straight up hell. It's hell in a handbasket, if you ask me. Five home games, seven road games. Who are the five home games? 76ers. Oh, boy. Magic. Oh, boy. Hawks. They'll be better, but should still be a win. The Clippers. And the Rockets. Gross. Two of those games, the 76ers game, the first Saturday of the month and the last Saturday of the month, they are playing the 76ers and the Rockets 8.30 p.m. on ABC, like those Saturday night primetime games that ESPN or ABC is trying to get going. So those will be very, very tough games. They do play Houston on the road, and then they come back and play the Clippers. So this is how it kind of goes out. They play the 76ers, then they have a day off, play the Hawks, have a day off, play the Magic, have a day off, play the Hawks, have a day off, then OKC, day off, Raptors, day off, Clippers, all-star break. So then they get like six or seven days off. Then when they come back from the All-Star break, they go on a four-game road trip against the Timberwolves, whatever, day off, Lakers, 3.30 at the Staples Center, day off, fly up to Portland, 
play the Portland Trailblazers, who are very good, and then fly down to Utah for the second night of a back-to-back, and then fly back, have two days off, and play the Rockets. That's not ideal, folks. Not ideal at all. Mm -mm -mm. Nope, I don't like it. I don't like it. That is not very good. I don't like that at all. And then in March, (laughs) they play the Nets at home for a possible another no Kyrie Irving game, and then they go to Cleveland, come back, play the Jazz, come back, play the 76ers. <sighs> that's that's going to be a very, very tough stretch. I think the month of March could be a good thing for the Celtics. They do have three back-to-backs. There's one in each of the first three weeks of the month. Nets, Jazz, Trailblazers are all at home. They also have the Thunder, Wizards, Knicks, and T-Wolves. And then on the road, they play the Bucks, the Pacers, the Raptors, and the Nets. The Raptors and Nets games are back-to-backs. Like, literally Friday, March 20th at 7.30, they go up to Toronto next day, 6 p.m. in Brooklyn. Gross. <laughs> the, remember, they there is going to be so much parity in the league. The Nets aren't an easy game anymore. The Raptors aren't an easy game anymore. You know, like, the Pacers will not be an easy game. The Bucks will not be an easy game. The Bulls should be an easy game. And then... On Friday, March 27th, the last Friday in March, they play the Portland Trailblazers. They're a good basketball team. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are really, really good. We have to pay attention to these things. But there's definitely some winnable games in there. Cavs, Thunders, Bulls, Wizards, again, Grizzlies, T-Wolves. Winnable games in the month of March. And then April is a little weird for me. Because April, the Celtics actually play a lot i'm used to like the celtics having like two home games two road games and that's it but now they got five road games and um five home games and three road games so it's nice that they're kind of ending the season at home there's actually a six game home stretch which is the longest home stretch of the entire season because usually it's like maybe three i don't think they have more than four games it's usually like two or three but they got march 27th to april 8th all at home trailblazers t-wolves heat magic bucks Pacers. Hopefully, the seating will be done by then between the Celtics and the Pacers, so they really don't have to stress about that. Because after that six-game six game homestand, they have a day off, and they fly to Orlando, and then the next day they play the Heat. So they end the season like kind of like on a back-to-back, which which kind of sucks. But there are winnable games, absolutely. But you got to expect the Heat, the Magic, the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Bucks to all be in the playoffs. So out of those eight games, seven out of those eight games will be against playoff contention teams. And that will be no joke for this Boston Celtics team. Now, this is where, I know I've been saying now a lot, but it's just letting you know that now I'm moving on to the next segment, the next issue about this Boston Celtics schedule. Overall, I've been looking at some of the odds, and it looks like the Celtics will have the 25th easiest schedule in the NBA. I think if you take away November and February, I'm content with the schedule. October's fine. January's fine. March might be a little up and down, but I think they could really make up some ground or, you know, expand their lead in whether it's the division, whether it's for the third seed, the fourth seed, really kind of separate themselves. And then April should be fine too because that Sunday, April 5th game at 3.30 against the Bucks. The Bucks will probably be resting a lot of guys because they'll probably have the number one seed locked up. You get what I'm trying to say? So, home games. What's your schedule going to be like? Should you go to Sunday games? Should you go to Monday games? Here's the breakdown. 
there will be four Sunday home games. Five on Monday, one on Tuesday, 12 on Wednesday, three on Thursday, 11 on Friday, and five on Saturday. So 23 home games out of the 18 between Wednesday night and Friday night. That is the norm, the normal, or the norm because I'm hip and cool for the Celtics. Usually Wednesday and Friday nights, and then the Bruins are usually like Tuesday, Thursday. That's usually like how it works over at the Garden. Road games, six Sunday nights, five Mondays, six Tuesdays, eight on Wednesday, four on Thursday, seven on Friday, and five on Saturday. So Celtics will be playing 10 times this year on Saturday nights, five at home, five on the road. I think that's pretty cool. National TV games, there'll be four ABC games, 11 ESPN games, and nine TNT games. That's a total of 25 nationally televised games, which is more than the Bucks, which is more than the 76ers. That's a little bizarre to me. No Eastern Conference team has more nationally televised games than your Boston Celtics. I don't get it, but I digress. And I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. As long as Doris Burke does all four ABC games and all 11 ESPN games, that will be 15 games. Woohoo! Team Doris Burke. By the way, my goal this year is to meet Doris Burke after a Celtics game, whether it's for a beverage just to talk basketball with her, or just a photo and let her know that she's the GOAT. Back-to-backs. The Celtics have 12 back-to-backs. There is a historic low for the fifth straight year for back-to-backs across the league. Every single year for the last five years, they've gone from like 18 to 14 to 15 to 13, whatever the case may be. This year, the average NBA team has 12.4 back-to-backs. The Celtics have 12. So they're a little bit below the NBA average. But here's the thing. As much as we say, oh, hey, you know, they got a lot of back, you know, they don't have that many back-to-backs. But, like, if you start off the season, the Celtics literally have a game, a night off, and then two games, and then three nights off. So, like, three games and four nights or back-to-backs? I don't know. I mean, the Celtics do have a lot of stretches where there's three days off in October, and then they have, well, November, the most they have is two days off. And then December they have, let's see, two days off and then they have five days off and then two two days off and then january they're playing every other day february they got two two game breaks you know and then the all-star break which is like eight or nine days march they got a few like two or three games off like it's crazy to me that the celtics are literally going to be playing the 23rd the 20 the 23rd the 25th and 26th of october and then they get the 27th 28th 29th off they play the 30th get the 31st off and then play the first of november absolutely crazy one big thing that we need to focus on is the fact that no eastern conference team will travel more than the boston celtics the boston celtics are going to be traveling a little bit over forty-nine thousand miles this upcoming season which includes three separate trips to texas Can you imagine that? Three separate trips to Texas. They fly to Texas in November. Then they fly to Texas in December. And then they fly again to Texas in February. November, Spurs, December, Mavs, February, Rockets. That's ridiculous. They used to do the Texas Triangle where they would play all three teams. They'd play like the Spurs. And then the next night they played the Mavs. Night off, then they play the Rockets. What are you doing, NBA? What are you doing? But... I mentioned this earlier, and I'm 
Cannot stress this enough. The first 12 out of 19 games for the Celtics team is on the road. I think this is where the team can bond. I think this team can hate each other or like each other. This chemistry with this team is going to be so important. And I'm just a little nervous that they're going to try too hard to make sure that they're not what they were last year. Just be you, play basketball, and don't worry about what happened last year. Get it out. Get it out of your head. Get it out of your head. Scram skedaddle. Now, before I leave, I have to let you know the five games as your favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder that I'm looking forward to the most. Number one. Maybe not number one. They're in no order. March 6th against the Utah Jazz. I think the Utah Jazz are going to be really, really good this year. I love Rudy Gobert. I think he's great. I think Donovan Mitchell is absolutely amazing. He's an amazing person on the court and off the court. I loved what the Jazz did this offseason. And I also think Gordon Hayward has a really big chip on his shoulder this year, and he wants to prove to those Jazz fans that he made the right decision going to Boston. So I think Gordon Hayward will have a big game on March 6th, Friday night, 8 o'clock, against the Utah Jazz. Clippers game. February 13th, Thursday night. How can you not be excited for that? Because Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Doc Rivers, Patrick Beverly. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm so interested to see how Doc handles this Clippers team because he was handed the big three with KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, who won their championship, what, 11, 12 years ago? Banner 17 in 2008. And then once they traded all them off, he didn't want to do the rebuild, and that's when the Brad Stevens era started. And now, like, what, six, seven, eight years later, he's coming back with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's absolutely wild, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I really and truly am looking forward to see how Doc Rivers coaches that team. Lakers game, Martin Luther King Day, on MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, duh, January 20th. It's my favorite day of the year, the Lakers games. I hate the Lakers so much. It's such a fun atmosphere at the Garden. Obviously, I'm excited for Team Duke and Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans to come down on Saturday, July, uh, July, January 11th. I think that game is at 7 p.m. That will be a fun game on a Saturday night. And then I'm really looking forward to the return of Al Horford on December 12th. I don't like the 76ers. It will be the first time we play the 76ers at home. It will be a return for Al Horford. And I'm very interested to see if anyone is dumb enough to boo Al Horford. Sure, he went to a division rival i get all that but like overall there's no need to boo al horford he was true class when he was here so those are the five games i'm really interested in because you know my interest in the bucks games no obviously seeing Giannis is great i'm not interested in the raptors games there's not Kawhi like pascal skiakam i think is a great player i would love to watch him play mavs really not that interested in the grizzlies i'm selling my tickets so i don't see brandon clark i'm not interested in the pistons or the bulls but it will be a fun season over at TD Garden. 82 games, 41 on the road, 41 at home. It should be a lot of fun. That is it for episode 48. Holy guacamole. Episode 48 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can always email me at bannerbanterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at bannerbanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at bannerbanterpodcast. The next Banner Banter Podcast, if I remember correctly, looking at the calendar, will probably be either September 15th or September 22nd. I just got to find out when training camp starts. I'll break down what I'm expecting of the team, predictions, and then we'll really get into breaking down all the preseason games, all the, the news, the rumors, all the, the notes from training camp, and we'll make sure we 
bring that all to you. If you guys have any questions, again, just reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Banner Banter Podcast. And you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, Podbean, Stitcher, all your fine podcast applications if you don't like the podcast application that you're using right now. Thanks again so much for listening. Can't believe that the schedule's out. We're getting, what, Monday night? This comes out on Tuesday. We're like 72 days away from the home opener at TD Garden. Holy crap. I love it. Thanks for listening, guys. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.